A big thank you to Universal Pictures and their upcoming film, Steve Jobs, for sponsoring today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast. From the director of Slumdog Millionaire and the writer of The Social Network, Universal Pictures brings you Steve Jobs. Critics are calling it must-see, one-of-a-kind cinema that cannot be ignored. Now playing in select theaters today and everywhere on October 16th. Today's show is also sponsored by Howl.fm. If you love podcasts with How Premium, you get exclusive access to original audio series, comedy albums, and archives for Mark Marin and Comedy Bag Bang, and How Did This Get Made? And if you're a Game of Thrones fan, definitely check out Howell's hardcore Game of Thrones. Bill Simmons listeners can try Howell for free for a full month. Go to Howell.fm. Use the promo code BS for a one-month free trial of Howell Premium, Howell.fm. Promo code BS. Joe House, what is happening? I love podcasts. I know. We'll get howl.fm. Uh, we still don't have entrance music. I'm working on it. It's weird not. Th- it's weird to do a podcast that does that music. I might have to go find Ronald Jenkins if this uh, other well, plan I had doesn't you know, work out. Last week I had LL Cool J. Um, yeah. Not calling it a comeback. I didn't tee anything up for this week. We're going to take it down a notch a little bit. I, there was... Last week I was really amped. I was using a lot of third-person Joe Houses out there. I was dropping some crazy stats. We're going to take it down a notch and act like we've been there before. Joe House, don't let four people on your Twitter replies get into your head. For God's sakes. <laughs> uh, if you missed the uh, the Bill Simmons podcast earlier this week, we had Cousin Sal. We guessed the uh, week five lines. And yesterday we had Chuck Klosterman. Talked about a whole bunch of stuff. At the tail end, we ended up talking about Donald Trump for 20 minutes, which I did not expect. But... That Outstanding. Was really I can't wait to listen to that one. Yeah. And I should also mention, uh, I have an HBO show coming next spring. And we are starting to to think about that and plan it and think about hiring some people. So that th- this is getting fun. Football's heating up. Basketball's starting. I'm excited. Yeah. Left um, brain, right brain. So I saw <laughs> you in Washington, D.C. We had dinner on Sunday night. Monday. Uh, well, yeah, we did have dinner Sunday night. You're right. We yeah, we went to that Greek fish place. Yeah, we had awesome. a nice, healthy dinner. Yeah, and then on Monday we took Uncle Tony out. We went to a place called Roses, which is allegedly the hottest restaurant in America. Definitely the hottest restaurant in Washington. Yeah, Tony Roses was, Luxury. Roses Luxury. Tony was in disbelief that we got a reservation there, and 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 is now starting to think that you are some sort of a Washington Jedi, which I like. <laughs> well, I'm a food Jedi. You I, are. I, I would. I definitely. We'll take that on. And we ate. We we ordered. We just they kept bringing food out. You always find these places in Washington where they just keep bringing food out, and you have no idea how much you ate. But then at like eleven thirty that night, you're just. I I almost yeah. did the Joe House move of just taking <laughs> off all my clothes and lying on the bathroom floor, but I didn't. I wondered. You said it as we were walking out. You're like, oh, that's it. This is this is a tile floor night. The clothes gotta come off. Yeah. So that the nice thing about. Um, Rose's Luxury, they have one of these menus where um, the portion sizes are pretty small, so we just tried the menu. Yeah. It was the first time for you. It was the first time for TK. So let's just see what they have to offer. And they do some off-the-menu stuff. It's very, very enjoyable experience. And then it turned out Tony somehow knew the chef's dad, and he, he was just he was so happy and so pleased and delighted with everything that I had to bring up a couple people in his professional life that he doesn't like just to kind of bring him back and bring <laughs> some bring, of the Tony Venom Take it back. down a notch. Yeah. He's the best, though. It was great seeing him. Uh, missed that guy. It was good seeing you. Good being in Washington, D.C. One of my favorite I enjoyed cities. it. I flew you out went of... from... Yeah, I'm interested. Go. I flew out of the good airport. 
Yeah. There's two you airports have to fly in DC. Out of DCA. That's yeah, the, right. the the one that's Dulles is a million miles away, and you need you have shuttles. Everybody hates that airport, and if you get in, get, if you get out of the other one, it's kind of life altering. Yeah, it's like from the 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 moment you get out of the car through security and you're to the gate, it's it, it can be if you're lucky like 11 minutes. It's right. just spectacular how close the gate is, and that's because. You have all the folks from Congress coming in and out of that airport. So those guys, you know, they're not standing in line. They're not waiting around. You know, they're not going and getting on shuttle buses and, and you know, from, from door to gate, 35-minute experiences. They don't stand for that. So, yeah, uh, Reagan National is, is always the one to do if you're in hot chocolate city. You're numb to this now, but every time I go back to D.C., I'm always just blown away. I always feel like I'm visiting a movie set that they're just filming this giant movie with all the politics happening and and normal people are just kind of passing through it's like oh yeah there's the white house hey there's the monument it's just strange it's it's the only city i think that's like that that feels like it's not just a city but something that exists as this alternate universe where things are happening yeah and the the for the most part the alternate universe doesn't affect the daily lives of no. most of the people that live in the city i mean People come in, you know, every day D.C. goes from like 650,000 residents up to like 3 million because folks come in to work for the government. And people that work for the government populate all those um, those, um, marble halls. Um, But, you know, for for people just trying to um, uh, work and and lead their their daily lives, um, the the big monuments don't have a lot of impact on on what we do. But they're certainly nice in the background. Yeah, you don't you don't notice them after a while, but for people that come in and out, it's great. So I was yeah. there. Uh, the Washington professional football team had a big come from behind win that uh, fired up absolutely nobody. Nobody believes in the Washington professional football team. So well, there's a little, I, that that's not true. The okay. fan base is fired up. The the um, sentiment here, the prevailing sentiment, uh, based on the radio and and. Um, TV and, and written word that I consumed this week was disbelief. Oh. And disbelief in because, you know, we were all prepared for the um, ending that we've, um, that's been delivered to us so many times over the last, you know, decade, which is here, here's the, 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 a winnable game. We have the ball. We need to drive and, and score a touchdown to win the game. So your sphincter, and, your sphincter's clench at that point because you just assume yeah, something like terrible what, is going to happen. The, the worst possible thing is going to happen. What, you know, what variety is it going to take? You know, what what is it going to be? A pick? Is it going to be a fumble at the goal line? Is it going to be you know uh, a, 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 a blimp dropping down from out of the sky? I don't know what Kurt, calamity. Kirk Cousins is going pooping to on the two yard line. Yeah, it's anything's <laughs> right. possible. Um, right, all right, so we 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 talked about how to do this Friday podcast because we want to talk about we want to talk as much NBA as possible. We want to give the people what they want. Copyright Jalen Rose, but we also want to do our football picks. So what we're going to do is we're going to blow through all the games that aren't part of our Big Five picks, and then we're going to make our Big Five picks. And we're actually going to start keeping track. I'm having a good season. I am. You are. After yesterday, where the Colts were inexplicably getting five points against Ryan Mallett and the terrible Texans. The Texans are one of the worst four teams in the league. And yeah, they're, they're off. I'm done with them. Yeah, because we go from luck to Hasselbeck. All of a sudden, the Colts are five-point underdogs. Why is he worse than Ryan Mallett? 
So I won that one. I, I post those picks on Instagram and Twitter on Thursdays, but uh, I am 36, 26, and 2 for the season. And my Sunday best bets, which I put on Instagram and Twitter, I'm 9 and 4. So I'm having a good year. Um, but I'm a little worried about this week. So let's blow through. We marked the picks that we're not or the games that we're not picking. So we'll just go through them quickly. Falcons at home, seven and a half over Washington. I'm probably taking the points. I don't feel good about it. Quickly, who do you have? I'm taking the points. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bucks minus three, Jags. What an awful game. Don't bet on this. Don't pick it. Don't don't watch it. Don't do anything. I'm taking the points in this too, but I hate it. I'm taking the points in this one too. Eagles Saints minus five and a half. This is in the Vegas zone, as we call it. Four and a half, five or five and a half. Um, that's when Vegas Vegas wants to sway your money one way or the other. When they when they put lines in one of those three spots, that means the general public has no idea what's going to happen in the game. Uh, I'm probably taking the points in this one too, even though I don't think the Saints are very good. What are you doing? It's- Super confusing. Why are the Eagles giving anybody in the National Football League points? Have you watched the four, first four games? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're it's, atrocious. Yeah, they're not good. I don't think they're as bad as the Texans, but I think they're the next level higher, but still lazy. Yeah, yeah I have two don't watch until further notice teams. Those are the 49ers and the Texans. Like, yep. honestly, like if they're on, I'm I'm going away. I'm doing something else. I am not watching one second of games involving those teams any further until something changes, something drastic changes. The Eagles are right above that. And the Eagles are, are interesting in a car wreck kind of way. I mean, this Chip Kelly thing is spectacular. And, and he, very Chuck and I talked about it yesterday. A lot of Patino similarities when Patino was in the Celtics. Just terrible front office moves, hubris, every, everything you're looking for for a potential 30 for 30 down the road. What's the best example of somebody on the other side who's had success? Who's the best GM slash coach? I mean, there's there's 15 examples of people who are terrible at it, and we and you know it makes it, it it's always you you drag out those names because it's it's uh, every single time somebody well the team's going to give this guy all give him the reins right. let him go ahead and take a it 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 so rarely works out who has it worked out for. It's a terrible idea. It's two it's different a jobs. Idea. It's insulting it's- to the other GMs. You know who loves it is my friend Daryl Morey. He he wants as many coach slash GMs as possible because he, you know, he's out there <laughs> scouting in freaking Russia and Zimbabwe while somebody's coaching their team and not looking at anybody. They're um, two radically different jobs. Yeah, and it, they're they're unto themselves. They are each all-consuming jobs. Jobs that you could easily do for a hundred hours a week. Yeah. It would almost be like if if I ran Grantland and wrote for it and did podcasts for them and was also on NBA Countdown. Um, the <laughs> Packers and the Rams in Green Bay. I loved what I saw from the Rams last week. They are getting nine points against the Packers, who had a lot of trouble moving the ball against the Niners. And I was talking to um, somebody who knows a lot about football, who I'm not going to mention. Oh. And... He he was intrigued by my James Jones, I wish the Patriots had gotten him comment. Yeah. And he said James Jones would not be as good on the Patriots because the reason he's good on the Packers is because Rodgers scrambles around and buys time. And James oh. Jones' best skill is when a play breaks down, making little subtle moves one way or the other to get open by a yard and then 
catching balls in traffic, basically. And that's a lot harder to do if you're only having two seconds to throw the ball. That's anyway, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I really like this Rams team. And the problem with, with this game is that they're coming off an awesome win. And Todd yeah. Gurley's feeling great. And the yep. defense looked pretty good and the whole thing. And it it has... Uh, it has letdown game potential. What do you think? Yeah, I, I hate the spot for the Rams. I, I like the Rams team also. <laughs> Why do they have to play this schedule? They have a really hard schedule this year. NFC West. I mean, my part of it is because of the NFC West. I understand that 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 part of it. But um, they, uh, I hate the spot for them. I'm, I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even have a decision on this game yet. I'll decide on Sunday, but... I, I would lean toward taking the points only because I thought the Packers had a lot of trouble moving the ball against San Francisco last week, which didn't well, totally Well, San Francisco's sense. defense is good, by well, the so, way. I mean, but the Rams I, is they, better than San Francisco. That That's true. And I know that San Francisco, you know, on paper gave up uh, 175 points to the Cardinals two weeks ago, so I don't need to see that in a Twitter feed. But that was all. That game was over the first two times Kaepernick touched the football. So Does it worry you that uh, Green Bay is 4-0 against the spread? No, I, okay. I that that's one that I that I like. I, I'm I'm gonna um, ride that treat that as something that supports my. Yeah, I'm riding them. I'm riding All right, two them. more games. We got to keep going. Uh, the Bills are giving two and a half points in Tennessee. I watched the entire Bills game on Sunday, trapped on a Virgin America flight, and I don't. Is Sammy Watkins playing? I haven't seen. I think that, he's like it? questionable, right? Like, yeah. They can't move the ball if he's not playing. Tyrod Taylor, I don't think is healthy either. So I'm I'm probably going to wait until Sunday to see if he's playing on that. If he's not playing, I'm taking the Titans. And if he is playing, I, I probably will still take the Titans. I I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, sure the Bills I'm are that good. The Titans. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm I'm not sure the Bills are that good, and I just like the idea of um, that's just a home dog play for me. That's all. Let's go through the Bills' schedule really quick. So they they beat the Colts convincingly in Week One. As it turns out, congratulations, the Colts aren't good. Uh, Week two, lose to the Pats, and they were getting killed and came back late in that game and made it respectable. They destroyed the Dolphins in in week three. Congratulations on that. And then... uh, and they got killed by the Giants yesterday. And and here's the part of the podcast where I excoriate you for bullying me into picking the Dolphins <laughs> in London over the Jets and telling, and then making me feel better about it by saying, no, no, we'll bet on Joe Philbin, first coach to get fired, and we'll cover our bets. It was like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And then you it never emailed bets. me. You never emailed me or texted me and told me, hey, let's put in that Joe Philbin bet. And then I had to watch the Jets game and feel and and I was just filled with hatred for you by the end of that whole thing. I'm supposed to do all of it. I mean, you know, you want me to You're walk you up to the toilet, You're unzip your pants, pull them down. I mean, pull down your underpants. I I told you what to do. We told America what to do. If you're going to play the ding dong dolphins, the other side of that is you got to take the, the the Philbin angle. The Philbin angle was spectacular. I think at that point it was plus two twenty five or plus two forty. It was you know you got great odds on on Philbin, and that was the right hedge for right. Uh, taking Miami. And you know. If you took that advice, you came out ahead on on the five plays. Or you could have taken the advice that I planned on giving out heading into that podcast, which is they're going to fire Joe Philbin, take the Jets. And you bullied me out of that. And you're not bullying me out of another pick this year, and I'm still mad about it. Monday night, Chargers at home giving three and a half to the Steelers. And and that's a pure Michael Vick line, but I have a newsflash for America. The Chargers aren't very good. 
They're just not yeah, good. I, they can't block. Their defense isn't good. Um, they don't really have that much of a home field advantage in San Diego. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a raucous crowd. Sorry, San Diego. It's true. It's it's you're too happy. It's too great in San Diego. It's 80 degrees every day. You're not like football's never going to be life or death. You wake up, it's 80. Uh, I like the I like the half point, Me and too. I actually think That's, the Steelers can win the game. I don't, but I do like the half point. I it it hurts my eyes. I have Antonio Brown on. Uh, I know in, he's in two so different good. Kinds of things. It hurts my eyes to see him uh, out there with with Michael Vick. Well, the good news is it could be worse. His quarterback could be Colin Kaepernick. So um, I don't like them enough to put them in our in our most important part of, of these picks because yeah. Michael Vick's their quarterback. All right, so here are the games we're going to talk about. Chiefs, minus nine against the Bears. This is one of your five picks. This game is in Kansas City. We have no idea if the Chiefs are good or not because they just lost three straight games against three of the best four teams in the league. What do you think? I love the Chiefs here. Um, I love the three straight losses as an angle for, for uh, coming in here. This is all um, focused on, on Chiefs and, and their performance in this kind of uh, situation. But, um, you know, the, the, the Bears, it feels like, by, by winning uh, last week can revert to their bear-like ways, which is not being able to defend anybody under any circumstances. So right. nine is, feels just crazy, right? I mean, It seems Chiefs too high, but nine. just lay it. I'm with you. This is one of my five picks, too. I'm going to lay the yeah. points, and if the Chiefs lay think, it. so be it. Because the Bears had their Super Bowl last week. They're not going to go on 16. And the Chiefs have talent, you know? I, I, I don't think they're an elite team, but... I think they're a competent team, and and this is a nice little. I, I think if this game happened three weeks from now, they're probably twelve and a half point or thirteen point favorites against the Bears. Yeah, right. So I'm with you. Always, when in doubt, bet against Jay Cutler on the road. Anyway, uh, I agree with you on that. All right, next game: Pats Cowboys. So, uh, oh, this I is should another... mention in Dallas, Pats giving nine and a half points. Oh, I had it at eight and a half. All right, let's say eight and a half. Playing. Great. But you know what? If it, it, it should to me, it could be thirteen and a half, and I'd still take the Patriots. I yeah. love the Patriots. I love this angle. I love them coming off of rest. I love betting against uh, Brandon Whedon. Me too. I love. I, there is there, there's a a wonderful um, stat out there. Thanks to my my good buddy Big Al, undefeated teams playing week of rest, sixteen and four Ooh. against the spread since yeah. 1991 ah. against teams off back to back losses. That's oh. a great angle. Um, I just love the Patriots. The Patriots are one of my uh, until further notice teams. I mean, they the only game that was even remotely close um, was Pittsburgh Week One, and Pittsburgh got a backdoor cover at the very end of the game. That game wasn't close. Uh, otherwise, I was never Pat worried. Got the pedal down. I wasn't worried for a split second in that game. I'm with you on betting against Brandon Whedon. Also, remember this part: if the Pats are up, I don't know, twenty-three to ten. Then Brandon Whedon's got to put points on the board. Good luck. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, if listen, if he spoils this with a backdoor cover, so be it. But I do think uh, I don't think the Cowboys are very good. I, I, uh, you know, you know what's interesting with them? How how much Daz affects them? Well, it's, I would say Death and Romo. I mean, they they they're well that too, but just, but just Daz like. That guy Terrence Williams and everybody raced to pick him up, and he finally made one great diving pass near the end. But he he's not a number one receiver; he can't get open. 
No, and that's exactly right. Cole I've, I've been done like, with Terrence Williams. Cole Beasley's like a fourth receiver who's now the number two receiver. And like, you know, I, their change of pace back was Lance Dunbar. He tore his ACL, yeah. MCL. He's out. I mean, it's, it's they just, just don't a have situation. they don't have skill guys that are going to really concern the Pats. And I mean, they they did have them. They did. <laughs> have they're them. all hurt. And this was a godsend for the Pats because the this was the scary stretch of the schedule right here. You're at Dallas. And then the next week you're at Indy, although the, this Patriots team will not lose to Indianapolis this year, even if they were able to bring back all of uh, the great Colts from years past and put them in a time machine or something. It's not happening. They're not losing the Colts this year. Uh, I, Whedon's not horrendous. Right. I feel like this is the best he's ever looked, and he's still not good. He's not singularly responsible for them losing games, but no. when a guy hasn't won an NFL football game and – Right. However many, whatever the number is up to these these times, I just I just you know I can't back that guy. Yeah, this I put it this way: if the Cowboys end up spoiling this bet, then I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yeah, because, more power to them. Yeah. That'll be fine. Be happy right. for Sal. So here's another road favorite that you like. I am staying away from this game. Yeah, Broncos minus five at Oakland. Who do you like in this? Oh boy. I mean, it really just comes down to this. Chicken parm, you taste so good. <laughs> I mean, I can't stay away. I love it so much. I love Peyton so much. I love regular season Peyton. I know what my eyes are telling me. I watched that that um, awful effort last week. You know, the forte of the of, of the Broncos was supposed to be their defense, and they were up ten or thirteen uh, early enough in the game. I said, "Oh, good, this one's going to come through, no problem." Then I I uh, missed the end of the game. I saw you. I say, "What happened to the Broncos game?" Oh, the Minnesota came back and tied it up. The Broncos had to uh, kick a field goal at the very end to win. That was yeah. Come on, chicken parm. Anyway, um, I love the Broncos. They're seven and zero straight up, and six and zero, six zero and one against the spread. The last seven against Oakland. That's enough for me. Um, I'm going to stubbornly get back on my my boy chicken parm, and and hopefully ride it off into some delicious marinara sauce. I'm staying away. I understand. Uh, Oakland, by the way, is pretty good. Oakland might not be bad, and this they is might a not classic. Be bad put ourselves on the map game that has the yep. potential at least for it. Derek Carr's doing things. And that rivalry is so good. Oakland Denver has all that history to it. Manning's going to have a game soon and I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to have a game where he throws like four picks and a pick six and makes the Manning face 27 times. And then we have the whole um, sports talk 24 seven debate on whether he's done. Should he walk away? Is he disgracing his legacy? That's happening at some point this season. I don't know the week. It feels like this could be the week. I, I, I'm hoping that it's not. Um, I don't disagree that that's going to happen at some point. It's going to happen this season. I just don't know what week. And I also know that no matter who's announced in the game, Manning could be throwing his 10th, 11th, and 12th picks of the game. And Phil Sims, Troy Aikman, all these guys, they're just going to look the other way and pretend it's not happening. And we've talked about this like, I really respect what Manning's doing because, you know, physically he just doesn't have it anymore and he's doing it all on guts and guile and all this stuff. But leadership. Yeah, and, le- and just chicken parm. Savvy. But yeah. to announce these games and not mention how bad some of these throws are and, and how defenses are playing them. Like, 
they're treating him like in softball when the five the five foot two person from your office is up at plate and the whole outfield moves in. Like that's what the they're, they're all standing are doing on the edge though. of the infield. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh but yet, you know, he, he knows where to put the ball. It might take a while to get there. Um, and he has guys who may, or, you know, Damaris Thomas can jump up and, and make an awesome 40 yard catch that, so that three other that, guys can, in the league can make. Right. I mean, Th- Thomas and Sanders have both been incredible. Incredible. Really, the whole season. Incredible. But I'll tell you this one or both of those guys is going to get hurt with some of these catches I, they're being asked I, to make. They're spread I, out I, I all the not. time. I hope not. Well, it's 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 just the way that position goes. Like if you have yeah. guys just spread out and you know falling out of bounds, like at full speed and going over the middle, and it's just it's not it, where it you want to be. It does seem like they're they're we're seeing them in extraordinarily vulnerable positions, kind of with a with a heightened frequency. I don't know if uh, an advanced stat guy um, would back that up, but it looks like that watching the game. Is C.J. Anderson the number one fantasy football murderer this season, or is there somebody else? It's got to be him. I, I, uh, I mean, well, Andrew Luck was. <laughs> Andrew but he, Luck got, he got hurt and like whatever. CJ Anderson's just been terrible, and people. I think he went for like fifty three dollars in my league. Well, look, the, I, I, this is the thing about um, fantasy. You you can't do enough research to um, reach a conclusion about how how good um, the Broncos' offensive line is going to be when the real games start and they start yeah. playing. The, the Broncos' offensive line is atrocious. Horrendous, and you you had to see them actually playing real games. We knew it week one. Yeah. Um, all right. Bengals Seahawks. Bengals minus three at home. Uh, we both had this game marked. Who do you have in this game? Uh, I I like Seattle. Every single trend um, that's out there favors uh, Cincinnati, hmm. and I have been very impressed with uh, Cincinnati all season long. I just feel like this is a game that means more to Seattle. They're, they're ready for one of their patented statement games of the last, like, three seasons where um, it's early in the season. It looks like they're still working some stuff out. They yeah. were given a gift on Monday night. Um you know, an, an undeserved gift. I mean, you know, by yeah. all rights, that game should have been won by Detroit. Um, and yet, uh, I like the Seahawks in this position. Um, I vehemently disagree. <laughs> That's, I, I appreciate that. I have no problem with it. Every I, trend tells me I'm wrong. I'm taking the Bengals minus three. I think they might actually be good. Sal and I talked about it on Wednesday. They can actually block. When you block for Dalton, he's a different guy. Um, they're pretty well-rounded. I think this is the game of the year for them in a lot of ways because, you know, it's uh, is it a night game? Is it a Sunday night or is it not? No, it's not. Uh, but here's their sked the rest of the way. I like to say sked. And <laughs> you, you, you do. You've been it's not it great. It's I, I wish I didn't like to say sked, but I, I do. So they go rest of the way at Buffalo by at Pitt. Cleveland on a Thursday night, Houston at home on a Monday night, at Zona, St. Louis, at Cleveland, Pittsburgh, at San Francisco Sunday night, at Denver Monday night, home for Baltimore. So the the three best games they have left are this one at Arizona, which I think might end up mattering, and then at Denver in week 16, which could be for the number two seed potentially. But this game, nobody takes them seriously. It's still Andy Dalton. They don't win in the playoffs. It's like we've seen them do this before. We've seen paper tigers in September. Like Barnwell wrote today uh, that, you know, after four games last year, Phil Rivers was the MVP. They didn't even make the playoffs. So 
you know, we've learned not to overreact to September. And that's why I think their incentive in this game is more than Seattle. Seattle hasn't, like, they won last week. They, they haven't hit that urgency rock bottom yet. Like, oh, you think, you think we're done? Watch this. Oh, here we go. We're, we, this is when we're going to show up. I think that might be the week after this game. So yeah, next it's week, a short work week for, for Seattle, too. Like I said, yeah, every time five and goes against them, I just... I, I, I'm going I, west-east. Um, yeah, but they have Carolina at home next week, and I think and they and after that they're at San Francisco on a Thursday night. And my feeling is they lose the Cincinnati game. Everybody's like, "Oh, what's wrong with Seattle?" They do that whole thing, and then they rally back, and they have two wins in five days, and they laugh at everybody. That's what I'm. Picking. I don't have a good um, rational rebuttal for selecting Seattle. I, I'm just selecting them. That's all. All right, so I have two picks left because you used your five. Um. The Cardinals are giving three points in uh, in Detroit. I like the Cardinals. I'm not going to get spooked by last week's game. And if, if Palmer completes the pass over the middle on fourth and two, which he just overthrew and he kind of gacked and it made me nervous about them long term, um, they win that game probably. The guy kicks the field goal. They're going to win. So I'm not, I'm not giving up on them. They're three and one. I don't think Detroit's good. I don't like anything I've seen from their offense. Uh, not a Jim Caldwell fan. And I just, this is the kind of game, if you're a playoff team, you win. You go into Detroit and you win the game. And I'm going to lay the three points with that. Thoughts? I'm going to go right there uh, along with you. I, I don't, I feel like Detroit is getting increasingly dangerous. Every game that they lose um, makes it more and more likely. They played a great game, I thought, against Seattle. I mean, that was exactly. Um, how they uh, gave themselves the best chance to win that low scoring, yeah, uh, ball control. Their defense kind of deal. is good. Their offense wasn't good though. Well, that's right. Yeah, um, um, but I, 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 Arizona's been pretty impressive. Um, that was a good situation for the Rams last week, and we both it were was. on the Rams last we jumped week. Jumped on that one. Um, but that doesn't necessarily uh, impugn oh, the nice credibility of, Ar- of Arizona. Uh, I like Arizona here in this game. I agree with your thesis that um, this is a game where they have to go out and show everybody that they're serious about you know, making a deep playoff run. And so uh, they have to go take care of the business up in, in uh, Ford Stadium or whatever it's called these days. Here's the last pick, and I can't believe this was in one of your five picks, and I feel like I don't know you anymore, and our whole friendship's been a lie. The Giants, minus seven at home over the 49ers. This is a night game. This is a, this is a Sunday night game. Colin Kaepernick is on the verge of, of you know, and I don't mean to sound like I'm delighting in this because I actually feel bad for him. He did my podcast once. I liked him. I, I don't, I, as, a, I've, as a, I've, I've said this a million times, I always want more good athletes than less good athletes. I used to like watching Colin Kaepernick play football. It was fun to watch him. I, he's, he's, he's in such a funk right now that I, I, I just have to keep betting against them until they replace him or until something that, happens. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It has so, to be the Giants, right? Yeah, and this is a Sunday night game. I think the Giants are, are good. I, I think they're one of the best four NFC teams. I watched the whole game with them with the Bills, and it was like the third time I'd watched them. I'm, I'm just impressed by them. They can move the ball. They have playmakers. They can get third downs, which I think, you know, they have Vereen. They have wide receivers. They can do stuff. 
they make big plays. Like they'll have like 35 yard play, 35 yard pass, 40 yard run. Like they do stuff. And I think their defense is pretty good. So this to me seems like a nightmare scenario for Kaepernick, especially like, can't you see Collinsworth? Like, Al, I just, I don't know what Colin Kaepernick's seeing there, Al. I just, I, I don't know what he is seeing with that pass. Well, wasn't that just that. Joe Buck and uh, and um, Aikman uh, in the Green Bay game? It was, it was. I know, but Aikman's, was, Aikman's not going to crush a quarterback. He's going to be like, oh, Joe, you're exactly right, Joe. That was a bad throw. That was very hard to watch. Uh, All right, so our on, recaps on, on Sunday. We both like Chiefs minus nine. We both like Pats minus nine. You like Broncos minus five. Uh, oh, we left out uh, Ravens Browns. You marked. We this did one. leave out Ravens Browns. So who do you have in this? I like the Browns getting the points. I like the what I like is the points. Um, the Ravens. This is another show me game. They they have not um, beaten anybody soundly this season. Um, they they're no. I they're, call them I call them the either or games. That the games that either team could have won either or, and they've had they've four had either four or of those games. so yeah, far. They've yeah, had four either exactly. or games. Exactly. So until they they stop having either or games, I'm not giving them six and a half. Yeah, I think that line's too high too. I just want to remind you. Uh, it's it's uh, I'm legally required to remind you that you've you've now made Josh McCown one of your five picks. So this is this is two weeks in a row, by the way. I Browns on the road. Uh, we both we have I have Bengals minus three. You have Seahawks plus three. So we went head to head there. So that's our title is at stake for this week. I have the Cards minus three in Detroit, and I have the Giants minus seven at home against Colin Kaepernick and the Forty ers And you are a dumbass for not doing that with me. Uh, so we'll see how those turn like out. All right, some NBA stuff for us to get to. But before we get to that, you know what it seems like it's time for us to do? Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Let's, let's talk about our friends at Squarespace. They make it yeah. easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat, regardless of skill level, no coding needed. Not only does Squarespace provide easy-to-use tools, their state-of-the-art technology ensures security and stability millions of people in some of the most respected brands in the world trust squarespace and you should too 24 7 online support a beautiful website it's only eight dollars a month you even get a free domain if you buy squarespace for the year so why wait start a trial no credit card required on squarespace.com use the offer code bs get 10 percent off your first purchase and you get to show support for the bill simmons podcast house you should build a squarespace site with with your picks I mean, oh, you're one of the you're one of the biggest idiots I know. If you can figure out how to use Squarespace, I'll, then I'll know this is a good product. So I think you, let's would, make that your project this week. That could be a funny YouTube me me trying to set up a Squarespace. I mean, you can <laughs> you can barely order an Uber. So if I'm you, interested. <laughs> oh, how dare you! I whisked us all around town. Actually, on, you are on good Monday. at ordering Ubers. I should I should yeah. I take that back. I'm good at ordering Ubers and ordering food. Those are two of my strengths. All right, so here's your task for this week. You. Over the next seven days, you have to build a Squarespace site with that has your oh, picks. Oh, no. Yeah, you Hold do. Yeah, you I have don't, to do that. Seven days is not nearly enough. I need seven right, Over the next 21 days, you have to build a you have to build a site <laughs> and do that. All right, we're going to talk NBA. Uh, the Cephalosha trial came back not guilty. He was, he was found not guilty of provoking New York City police officers to break his leg. I well, think look, this, this now becomes a civil suit, and... You know, I, echoing what other people have said, I guess because there was video of James Blake and there wasn't really video for Cephalosha, but in general, this just feels like a much bigger deal. Like, this actually affected the NBA playoffs. This guy was one of their, you know, was their best perimeter defender. 
And it really does seem like the police just randomly broke his leg. I don't know if they went into it intending to break his leg, but that's what happened. Like, I, I agree with other people. This this feels like in a sports media climate where we blow out every story and beat everything into the ground. I, I don't understand why this hasn't become a story. Uh, who says it hasn't become a story? It, it the, the news of his acquittal just. Uh, well, maybe it will today. We're taping this on a Friday morning, and maybe this will yeah. be maybe the snowball will finally get rolling. I saw Bomani over at ESPN. He had a whole thing about it yesterday. I saw on NBA Reddit. I was glad he talked about it. But it, it is it's strange. It's it's a really strange story that in the moment was strange. It affected the NBA. I I think the Cavs series might have been a tiny bit different. I still think the Cavs win, but. Uh, whole thing was weird and not great not not a great story i well, I, I don't yeah, even feel comfortable I, I, I talking about that. it i still and uh you know i i i recognize the um you know the 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 kind of biases that i have on this yeah i the wrong place wrong time stuff you know why are they out they're, they're they're on the brink of of you know. I know they're in the playoffs. Can I defend NBA players for a second? Go ahead. This is how it's been explained to me by my friend Jalen Rose and some others. Their schedule, their body time, their body clock, I should say, is not a normal human schedule because they ha- everything they do is has to be geared toward them peaking from like seven thirty to ten o'clock every night, right? So it's not like you and me. It's not like from 7.30 to 10 o'clock, we've already eaten dinner. We're on the couch. We're watching TV. We're doing emails. We're putting our kids to bed and kind of grinding toward a conclusion. For them, those hours for them, those hours are midnight to 3 in the morning. You know? And they play this game. They eat after. And they're out. And they're just up. And their schedules are different. So... I think that's I, I think that's part of it. I understand all of that. It doesn't mean he has to go to the club. It's 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 the playoffs. There's a lot of ways to blow off steam between midnight and three in the morning. Yeah, but you can't be surprised that some NBA players would decide maybe it's a good idea to blow off some steam <laughs> in your New York City, like go to a club, maybe just want to stand around. Hey, maybe he wanted well, look, to find a young I, lassie to to uh, to fornicate with. Who knows? I want. <laughs> I want to stop this because uh, it, it. I don't want to unduly um, uh, direct away the true culpability here. He's he's a, a citizen, you know, in the United States of America who has the right to be out at that time in the evening and has the right it. to be on the sidewalk. Way to go, Hess. Uh, Very well didn't, done. Didn't you know need to be mm. uh, thrown to the ground and have his leg broken by overzealous police? So uh, you know, I'm glad my, he was my acquitted. biggest disappointment in this is Para Antich, who I always felt like could have easily been an action movie villain in any Taken movie or anything. And it feel, it, this was the perfect scenario for him to just clean house. <laughs> Roadhouse 3 with Perry Antich, just him well, I, knocking I'm, people I'm around and didn't. saving his teammate. I think we have plenty of evidence that the police are not afraid to use their guns. No, and uh, they, have, they have sticks too. Um, yeah, and, and, and tasers. I... I love the police and I'm very happy they protect me and my family week after week and day after day. And I'm pro police. This, this was not a good thing for them. It just, it wasn't they, a it's good moment indefensible. For them. It's, it just seemed like, you know, I, I, 
you read all the facts for it, and now that he's been exonerated of any wrongdoing, then this is a really effed up situation. And I don't like it. I think it's going to keep going, and I hope people keep talking about it and writing about it. Um, Derek, I just Rose, want him to be come back 100. percent Yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought he was good last year. I actually wasn't a huge fan of him on OKC, but I thought he was good this year. Good Derek fit Rose, in Atlanta. Derek Rose, a lot of weird stuff happening with him this year, and then Jimmy Butler and some story comes out that. Uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't respect his work ethic. And then Jimmy Butler oh. comes out and he's like, hey, man, that's my guy, blah, 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 blah. And we're warriors and all that stuff. Um, my spidey senses don't like anything happening with this Bulls team. Yeah, yeah. this this is um, exactly the time of year for these stories to, <laughs> to be coming out, too, by the way. I mean, the whole week, it was... The whole week was a dirty laundry week. Uh, it felt like uh, the the specter of, of David Stern was hanging around in the in the background. You had the uh, the the Karam Butler book um, came out. Oh my! Oh, we, we, that was my next topic. Wait, save that. I, I, Keep going. I, I know we got we Keep had going. the Fabo acquittal. We yeah. have Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher, and yeah. I just we can cover that you know in a second. We the the the, the highlight of that um, at least for me. This New York Post headline, Nick's Derek Fisher's love of the triangle extends beyond Madison Square Garden. I mean, come on. Nobody does better. The Post is incredible. So the, the facts incredible. are – the well, wait. Let's talk about Derek Rose first because um, <laughs> so many I, – I don't like anything I'm seeing. And now we are four years removed from his MVP season. And uh, I, I thought it was just – perplexing and ridiculous that he talked about an extension i think the the way bulls fans and chicago fans feel about him compared to three four years ago when i think i wrote in 2012 i thought he had the highest approval rating of any city with their own athlete and that has now shifted and it feels like this is all headed to to one of those situations where you know this feels like a classic knicks trade like a year from now you know, where they, with the Knicks, like taking a chance on the broken down superstar who hasn't really shown in a couple of years. And uh, if I was a Knicks fan, I'd be very afraid. Oh, yeah, we got a superstar. It's Derrick Rose. Uh, I, I'm just I'm watching the Bulls thing. It's funny because they're getting thrown into this playoff contention picture. And, um, you know, new coach. They're not going to have Tibbs anymore. We don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Noah's in a contract year. Uh, they have a lot of players. You know, they have Gasol, they have Gibson, they, they, who who plays in crunch time. They have McDermott's going to want to play. And I want to see how they assimilate all those guys in the same thing. And then the Rose Butler thing, it really feels like Jimmy Butler is now in the mode of, this is my team. And It feels like, like a big transition season for them. It's a, it's this, Speaking of either-or um, situation, this, this one could go... You know where they're competitive. Um, they uh, win fifty-two or fifty-three games, yeah. and they're right there in the mix. Or, or it could go completely off the rails and completely fall apart. And and you know they they barely win forty games this season. All right. So the Karan Butler thing. He wrote a book, which I am going to get. Have you read the Tough Juice book yet? No, no. I I mean all these books all came out in a row. We had Tough Juice's book. We had uh, Jalen's book. I mean yeah. we. You know, dirty laundry week. The the we haven't even gotten to the biggest story, um, which was the the one that came out of of Jalen's book about how ESPN tried to get him to help 
help them fire you by offering them a year's worth of lobster tempura. I mean, did you did you see that story? I did see that, and I, and I was I was very glad that he stayed away from that whole situation because I know friend. how much he loves lobster tempura. Good uh, so this this book, this excerpt, I'll just read. I'll read the end. It, they have a big big argument on the team plane. Gun th- gun threats are involved. The next day, Karan Butler says. Gilbert and Javaris are in the locker room. Gilbert says, "Hey, MF, come pick one. I'm going to shoot your your ass, I guess ass with one of these." Um, and he has four guns, like basically on display. Now Butler says, Javaris turns around and says, "Oh no, you don't need to shoot me with one of those. I've got one right here." Turns around, pulls out his own gun, already loaded, cocked it, and pointed it at Gilbert. And then Butler writes, other players who had been casually arriving, laughing and joking with each other came to a sudden halt, their eyes bugging out, um, dot, dot, dot. They all looked at each other and they ran, the last man out locking the door behind them. And Tough Juice says, I didn't panic because I'd been through far worse, heard gunshots more times than I could count and seen it all before. This would have been just another day on the South Side. We knew this story was crazy. I didn't know it was that crazy. I didn't know it, it led to players running out of the locker room in abject fear of what was going down. Did you know that? No, no. And all of this is, is first time I've heard it stuff. The most chilling thing now in retrospect is having learned what kind of guy Jabaris is. You know, how yeah. close we came to a shooting in an NBA locker room. We really did. We came because... What was his? What was the crime he eventually committed? He shot somebody. Murder. Murder. Yeah, he's in jail for murder. He's in he jail was for a, murder. So we. He was a significant figure in a drug um, ring down in the Atlanta era and shot uh, a woman and who may have been pregnant. I don't. I don't recall whether or not she was pregnant. But well, when you have when you actually do murder somebody, that means you were capable of murdering somebody earlier than that. And you're right. This this was. Now it feels this. I always interpreted that story as these guys are idiots. They have guns. They're threatening each other, but they, nobody was actually going to do anything. And you're right. Now it's like, wow. Gilbert well, Arenas almost got shot to death in the Washington Wizards locker room. Like easily the, the craziest reason, sports story of all time. Yeah, part of the reason why I think we have been comfortable treating it as though you know knuckleheads. Um, with with you know guns completely inappropriate like you know just just stunted adolescence with the um, the, uh, the 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 means uh, and the lack of common sense to actually travel around with guns as though that's part of something that should be in your gym bag yeah. you know we sort of treated it a certain way and and they they did the whole finger guns that whole thing you know yeah. uh, Gilbert and that, so it it seemed from outward appearances as though it was sort of one level of a of a dispute you know gambling debt gone bad you know guys height all all alpha dog guys you know mixing it up um, that kind of a story into right you know this week uh, re- reading the details the way that Quran tells it and you know. Just luck of God, grace of God stuff that a, that a trigger wasn't pulled in an NBA locker room. And I've heard stories relatively comparable before, just from NBA circles. And like I remember, there's a time last decade, I won't name the players, but there was some sort of issue between two players who were pretty prominent in the mid 2000s. At least one of them was, and there was gang affiliations and some girl and. And there was one game where one of the players, his friends, sat 
courtside across from the other player to intimidate him. And they were flashing gang signals at him. And this became really dangerous. And the team that was the home team during this story ended up talking to the NBA. Security got involved. Like they had to bring these guys in and talk to them under the radar individually. And, uh, and it, this was like a real thing that just nobody knew about. And it went under the radar. It was like nine, 10 years ago. Um, this stuff happens. These guys, stuff gets ugly. And you saw it with Barnes and Fisher too. And I want to be careful talking about that story only because it doesn't seem like we know what the actual facts were other than that Matt Barnes drove to his ex-wife's house for some reason because his kids had intimated something to him and saw Fisher there and stuff went down. And I think yeah, that's how I, we the, should leave the, it. The remarkable thing about the Fisher, the, the Barnes thing is it, it was, he wasn't five minutes away. That, that's the part of it that, that struck well, me. Well, it seems like he was 15 minutes away. Oh, I thought he was a little bit further away. No, than no, that. no. See, that's the thing. There's been a lot of different. Nobody's okay. been able to settle on the right version of this story. So I want to be I, careful okay. talking about it. But Derek Fisher, um, the stories are just piling up with this dude. You know, and whether some of this was his fault or some of this wasn't, this is somebody that I think the public perception of him was he was always this awesome guy and he's a great teammate and whatever. And then you look at some of the stuff that happened, like he forged his way out of Utah because his daughter, remember, she needed the surgery. Yeah. And had some understanding with Utah, like, hey, you know, I want to get her closer to the hospital. It was a really sad story and everybody felt terrible for him. And then he ended up signing with the Lakers, which... I think I think, and it's all been documented. But I think Utah felt like they were double crossed because this was one of the teams they were trying to beat in the playoffs. Um, then there was another story where he went to Dallas. He signed with them. Didn't like what he saw. Basically pushed his way out of there. I think it was the year after they won the title, and all of a sudden landed in Oklahoma City, one of their competitors. And Cuban was all mad about that. His performance during the lockout was reprehensible. Um, he did a terrible job. I didn't like how he handled that stuff at all. Um, I didn't think he did, you know, I just thought, I thought he was awful as the Knicks coach last year. And everybody was saying like, well, they're tanking not like, well, I actually watched basketball. I was watching how he coached and he had no idea what he was doing. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Um, this barn story is weird just in, in general and just, I, I I don't know. He, I, I don't know what's going on with that in the dude. the public eye on, on, on the wrong side of stuff here. He's had a little string here. I mean, the divorce with his wife, look, I think people, you know, that happens. He's got three kids. Right. Uh, that is, people get divorced. I get it. Yeah. That's um, fine. But Matt Barnes, he played with him. I think it's right. weird to date somebody that you played with who's also a reality star on Basketball Wives. Like, of all the people Derek Fisher could date, that was his best choice. I, I, I just think... Uh, this guy's supposed to be the coach and a modicum of stability for a franchise, right? This is weird behavior. Well, what What's going to happen when Grizzlies play the Knicks? Yeah, I, it's, Are it's, they going to suspend both guys so neither one of them is in the arena? This is one of the crazier stories we've seen. Like, Sprewell choked Carlissimo and that, you know, it made at least a little sense because they... Spree, uh, Carlissimo was coaching him. He was riding him. Spreewell didn't like it. Spreewell was a little crazy, and and things kind of snowballed. I don't remember an opposing coach and a player from another team getting into it like this. I'll be interested to see how the NBA handles it. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if Matt Barnes got 
suspended for five, six, seven games, something like that. I, I don't think the league wants no part of this stuff. They want yeah, no they part of they it. They can't have it. They can't have it. Um, and and, so, and the, that you're right. I think Barnes is the one that gets the suspension um, because he initiated it yeah. by you know getting his car and driving over there. But but D. Fish has got to get a stern talking to about his judgment about the extra yeah, you know coach, using a dude. little bit better judgment. Um, last thing I want to talk about quickly, and then I have one more th- trick up my sleeve. Uh, oh boy, Dwight Howard came out that. He played with a torn MCL and a torn meniscus in round three we, we, against we the Warriors. That, we said it last week on the podcast. Now, I didn't know the diagnosis, but he was hurt. It was obvious yeah, that he was hurt. I didn't hurt. know he was that hurt. He, he wasn't moving well. We, we knew that there was something going on. So, I, it is impressive yeah. that he, you know, it helps um, with the, the narrative uh, that applies to him. You know, he gets criticized and a lot yeah. of it fairly for um, – not necessarily being a team guy and not being the kind of guy that seems to to want to push through pain right uh in in other circumstances that was that's an impressive performance now looking back on it right and add that to the list of lucky breaks the warriors got and i still think they deserve the title and i'm still picking them again in the west this year uh right now i might change my mind in the next two weeks but i still like them the most all right uh i have one more trick up my sleeve but before we do that uh, another one of today's sponsors is Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Hey, House, how many hours a night do you sleep? Uh, I'm I'm a solid, you know, six and a half to seven and a half. All right, so you spend about thirty percent of your of, of your life sleeping. So Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights and, and brighter days: latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink and just the right bounce, no matter how much you sleep. I know your bed needs a little bounce house. Even well, better. I need, look, I, I need a bed that I, I tend to sleep on my side. I keep having my shoulder fall asleep. Can they help me with that? Yeah, maybe, maybe the latex foam and memory foam can help you. Uh, they have a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. You can try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. They actually sent one to me. We put it in my son's room, and he loves it, and he's 45% less grouchy in the mornings. for a twin-size mattress, $900 for a king-size mattress uh, compared to the industry averages, an outstanding price point. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash BS and using code BS terms and conditions apply. Casper.com BS. It was pretty cool. They delivered it. It it was like it this rolled up. I didn't even know what it was. And all of a sudden you open up this mattress popped out. It was cool. And it popped out. Yeah. And, and, and is, is your son bouncing on it? Does it bounce? Yeah. He'll probably, if anyone can break a Casper mattress, it'll probably be my son. Cause he's a little <laughs> stuntman. Uh, rookie of the year. Here are the odds. Oh, o- Okafor oh. is plus 400. Moody is plus 450. Towns is plus 550. Stanley Johnson's plus 550. Get out of here. Jam- uh, I was going to say Jamarcus Russell. D'Angelo Russell is plus 600. Justice, I would have been on the Celtics if Michael Jordan had just traded Frank Comiskey for four first-round picks. He's plus 1,500. Porzingis is plus 1,500. And then a pick I really like. I don't know if I'm even – I can't remember. I think I'm still – I think I still have an awards vote. I'm So I'm just talking about this as, as a fan and just being fun. Hazonia. On Orlando is plus eighteen hundred. I like this guy. I think this guy's going to be really good on Orlando, and I think that's an interesting play. I think Okafor is the pick though because 
He's going to put up points and rebounds on a bad Sixers team. I think he could be actually a 2010 guy on that team. And unless Moutier can slap it together and put up a huge season, it just seems like 4-1 to one with Okafor is the best pick, right? I would hedge that with um, Towns. And the reason is because both those guys, and the, the, the Orlando guy is interesting. I, he was off my radar. Um, but oh, the, you got to watch for, him on YouTube. That, guy, that guy's for, a star. For both Towns and Okafor, they're going to get plenty of opportunity. They're not, they're, they're not fighting with anybody for minutes. Right. So, you know, they'll, they'll have enough touches um, to, to uh, put I know, but the thing is, I know what that. I'm getting with Okafor. He's going to put up a 2010. So somebody's got to yeah. beat that. So and and he won't. By the way, he won't guard anybody probably. But it doesn't matter. Well, people look at the stats. But that could be the difference, right? That could be the difference that that pushes people towards towns because you know everybody likes um, to be slightly more sophisticated these days. And we might get some advanced metrics that show that towns has a meaningful dif- uh, impact on Minnesota's defense. And Minnesota is slightly better than than Philly, I would say. Um, so, you know, I, I would like to hedge. I like the Okafor bet. I don't have any argument with it. I would hedge it with Towns. But now, Hazonia, I guess Hizonia. i got to take a look at it, huh? Hazonia. All right. I think Orlando's going to be better than people think this year because they'll actually have a competent coach. It turns out it coaching does matter in the NBA a little bit. It always makes a difference. And uh, a year, year two of Alfred Payton, he'll be good. I like the thought of... Peyton, Oladipo, and Hazonia together as like a run-and-gun, fun, athletic threesome. They have they have a couple big guys that can rebound. Um, interesting team. Yeah. But Hazonia, yeah, v- I think, v- is Vucev- a star. There so, was, there, wasn't there some buzz for uh, Vucevic to, to actually um, play in the All-Star game? Didn't he get a little All-Star buzz? Not by anybody who watched basketball. All right. Uh, uh, he had a pretty solid, surprising season. He's fine. He's a good fantasy guy. All right. Uh, division odds, and then we're off. Then we're done. Then we're done with this podcast. The Atlantic Division. The Raptors are minus 185, and the Celtics are plus 200. I think the Celtics can win that division. I really do. I genuinely uh, do. Even, you know uh, who thinks that as well? Our friend Zach Lowe. Oh, yeah, I oh. said it. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him You're allowed week. to talk to him? I'm allowed, he's my friend. Of course I'm allowed <laughs> to talk to him. We talk basketball. <laughs> I love talking basketball with him. I love talking basketball with you, a couple other people. But, yeah, he, we, both of us like the Celtics. Uh, There's a lot to like. Now, you're, you're, deep. You're, the, the argument there is that Toronto, why are they going to regress? Why are they coming back? So they added Damari Carroll. Yeah. Who should help. Um, they lost Amir Johnson to, ironically, the Celtics. But – he was the guy who didn't care if he got stats and did stuff and was kind of the adult in the room. And my fear with the Raptors would be that, you know, and DeRozan's in a contract year. Now, the, the good thing for them is Kyle Lowry's in shape. They a big story about that this week. Congratulations, Kyle Lowry, on making $12 million a year and deciding in year two that you're going to be in shape. Mm-hmm. So that great. We're glad you came to that conclusion. Um, but I, I worry about is there a little too much people going for their own stats and stuff this year because huh. you need the guy, Amir. You need Amir Johnson. He's just like, you know what, well, set picks and play defense. The reason you need Amir Johnson is is, is on defense. And yeah. they demonstrated beyond a reasonable doubt an inability to respond defensively in the playoffs when it came to be crunch time. And now they they're were worse. still, you know, um, did they win 50? What did they win, 49 last year? Something like um, that, yeah. So for the they Celtics, died in the second half. 
Yeah. Well, that, so the Celts true. were like, I forget the exact number, but they were like 27 and 13, 26 and 13, something down the last 40 games. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're a 500 team. I think they're over. So you need the Celts to be like a 47 win team and Toronto to drop down to like a 46 win team for that to hit. I actually think with their depth, they can be 49 to 50 because they added David Lee and Amir Johnson. They didn't lose anything. And they got Marcus Smart in year two. They got a full season of Isaiah Thomas, who was hurt down the stretch. Well, look, President I, Brad Stevens, well, I, I like I, them at plus 200. I still have a bad taste in my mouth of trying to watch the Celtics score uh, in the in the playoffs. I know, but I, I, but Isaiah was hurt, and they didn't have Lee. So now you're putting David Lee in the spot of Kelly Olynyk. I don't know. I'm optimistic. Don't don't throw you are water optimistic. on me, House. You're always optimistic. House, don't throw water on me. Uh, the <laughs> plus Central. 200? Cavs are minus days. 500. Bulls are plus 500. Your Milwaukee Bucks are plus 1,500. Just throwing that I do out like there. the Milwaukee Bucks this year. I like um, them quite a bit. I think more stuff would have to happen in the Cavs. Southeast, Hawks are plus 150. Heat are plus 200. And the Washington professional basketball team is plus 240. And I think that is a little tasty. It's a little there are a tasty. lot of things to, to find interesting there. The one that I, I like the best out of that one. Yeah. The Heat. I love the Heat this year. I like both of them. I don't even, I like them and I like the Wiz. I wish they were in another division. I agree. I wish one of them was in the Atlantic. I, I really like the Wiz this year. Uh, if if Dudley can come back in time, they're basically replacing Pierce with Dudley. And Gary Neal is kind of an interesting fit for them. Yeah, I know. They they made good they additions. It, it's going to hurt. I, I really... Um, I know. The know, leadership I'm, I'm is going to hurt we with couldn't the figure it out a way, yeah. exactly, to keep PP. That leadership... But you and so, I both so love important. John Wall. I love John Wall. Uh, he, and his mature his his maturation process, you know, every single year he has gotten better, and and um, he uh, is is without doubt the unquestioned leader of the team. He, he had a, a an outstanding performance throughout the regular season. He yeah. his injury was the singular reason that they didn't beat the Hawks. They had they they easily could have beat the Hawks in that second round. And I'll tell you, him getting hurt. I feel I, I also I've done. You know, I've done podcasts with them, and granted, it's a short interaction, and you're meeting the service person. But you can kind of tell who's genuine and who's not, as weird as that sounds, when you're just in a room with somebody. Yeah. I really liked him. I just think he's he's a really good, sweet guy who makes eye contact, and just there's something about him I just like. I think I think he has a chance to really blossom into somebody who's special off the court and on the court. Yeah, well, he, he had that genuine moment last year where he broke down crying. Um, yeah, I, I just like, and you like him too. You've been following him I more diligently than I, I have. I think yeah. out of anybody in the league the last few years, he got the worst rap. And, you know, I like Coward. I think he did a good job for ESPN. I think it's really hard to do radio three hours a day. I like him personally. I get, you know, some of what he does is shtick. You're not going to bat a thousand. You're not, not everyone's going to agree with every opinion you made. The biggest mistake he's made, other than what he said about Dominican Republic players uh, this summer, which wasn't great, uh, the biggest mistake he made was not just what he said about John Wall a couple times, but not retracting it. That that's the thing. I, I, he I wouldn't think walk just, it back. Just he had to defeat. like double down and triple down and quadruple yeah, just, down. You're just, wrong. You're just wrong on the guy. Wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, and it makes you look bad. Just admit you're wrong. Um, and and, and the, at the very outset, the thing that I, in fact, you and I had a podcast three years ago yeah. where I went on a rant that got excised from the cast <laughs> yeah, because no, no, I, I properly <laughs> accused him of race baiting. Yeah. All of his his uh, um, 
you know, uh, assignations, uh, his, his problems with Wall at the outset and what he was describing. It, it's, it emanated from this thing where Wall was doing the Dougie um, in, in early good. on. And, right, not a good look, but, you know, that all of the, the, the criticisms that, that Cal, Colin then put on him, you know, were, 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 were classic, like, racial coding kind of stuff. And it was, it was loathsome, and, and he, he doubled down on it. Yeah. And listen, I, I, I haven't batted a thousand either with stuff I've said. And there's things that have come out of my mouth that were constructed in a way where right after I said, it, I was like, damn, I wish I had said that better. That's going to happen. In this case, the way he said it was wrong. His theory was wrong. And then, as you said, he doubled down on it. And again, I like Howard. He's my friend. I have good conversations with him. I think his heart's in the right place. I really wish he would he would kind of get off that corner. I, I don't think it's good for him. And I just think he's wrong. And I, you know, a lot of times in sports you're right or you're wrong. Um, and then he's there are wrong. the gray areas where it's like, yeah, Oh, here's the argument. I see your side. Here's my side. And you never really agree, but sometimes you're right or, or you're wrong. Yeah, and he's, he's wrong. dead wrong on this. And he should admit that he's wrong. Cause John Wall is an awesome guy. And, and I think he's in the running for when you talk about approval rating for a player in a city, just going through the NBA teams, he's way up there. I think Washington fans love this guy. Yeah, we 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 do love him. He's delivered the franchise, you know, back to the playoffs, and it's a competitive uh, scenario here in Washington, which is such a you know rare occurrence when it comes to the professional basketball team. Well, Colin and I, we're going to do a podcast at some point in the next couple of weeks, and awesome. I look forward to talking about this with him because you awesome. know, I'm disappointed in his take on it, but I really like him personally. I think he's great at what he does, and I've been excited to see him, you know, in a new home, like just doing his thing. And and man, who knows what what where his perspective may be at yeah. this stage? So we'll talk about that. He's either coming awesome. on my podcast or I'll go on his show or whatever. But I like him, and and I just think he's wrong on this. Southwest Spurs are minus one fifty, Rockets plus three hundred, Grizz and Pelicans are plus eight hundred. I gotta say, I, I I think I would take the Rockets plus three hundred. I think they're built better for the regular season. I feel the exact the same way. I, I the thing there there was uh, two teams entering in here as I've looked at the um, the over unders and and you know some of the buzz and and I'm um, slightly crestfallen because all everybody all everybody that I like and enjoy that I kind of regard as a, a smart um, commentator, smart observer of the game likes Houston. <laughs> and I thought yeah. Houston was going to be a little off the radar. No, I, they're not. I really like Houston. They're fact, on the radar. I'm going to go the other way. I think there's a chance that they become kind of the bandwagon pick, a la the, Col- the Colts. It's time for the Colts to make the Super Bowl. I think you could see that here. And I just want to caution everyone. This is a team that's fundamentally built around James Harden and Dwight Howard as, as their character leader guys. So just be careful. But I think for the regular season, this team's built to win in the regular season. We've seen Popovich doesn't care about the regular season. Well, He's going to throw away games. I think they're also built games. to win in the playoffs. They're, they might they are be. super deep if they can stay healthy. They might they're, be. That, I mean, I, you know. I'll tell you, though, we never talked about this, but one of the craziest games I ever went to in my life, and I've been to a lot of good basketball games. I've been to a lot of good, a, a lot of crazy basketball games. I've been blessed. That Rockets-Clippers game six, which happened right after uh, all my shit with ESPN went down, and I wasn't able to write about it or talk about it, um, was the single craziest collapse I've ever witnessed in person. Because it needs a frame-by-frame frame it's a It's a sports documentary because I was there, and 
you know, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fucking weirdo. I'm going to watch the benches and the body language, all that shit. And Houston quit in that game. They quit in the third quarter and there was a timeout when Harden just had quit on the whole game. Um, they benched him. The body language, it, like the body language is so bad that I was intently watching the bench because I was like, I wonder, like, Mikhail's going to get fired. I wonder if somebody, I wonder if somebody's going to have to be separated from somebody. Like, that's what it was like down the stretch of that game. They benched Harden. They brought in Smith and some of the other guys. And the Clipper fans are celebrating. They don't know any better. Like, they never knew. They they just never knew it was coming. And, you know, all of a sudden the Rockets start coming back. Now, the most fascinating part of this game and the tape, I don't know if it backs me up. I didn't see the telecast, but I kept looking over the Rockets bench. Harden was just sitting there. Like his team, they hit a point in that game where it's like, oh, they're, they're starting to come back a little. The Clippers look tired. They look tight. And Harden was just sitting on the bench. He wasn't doing anything. Like he was sulking. And I was there with Mike Tolan, who I shared the tickets with. And we're nudging each other going like, wow, Harden. Wow. My God. Okay, this is this is crazy. Like everyone else in the team is standing up and he's still sitting there. What is he doing? And then Josh Smith turned into left-handed LeBron. And then all of a sudden it got to like 10. Blake got the frozen face going. Chris Paul looked exhausted and was trying to do too much. DeAndre was terrified. He didn't want to get the whole Clippers team got terrified. And right around when it got to like six, all of a sudden James Harden was standing up and applauding and doing the whole thing. But I'm telling you that. 40 minutes of basketball. I've never seen anything like it. The crowd got tight. The players got tight. Josh Smith turned into left-handed LeBron. Um, well, James that's, Harden that's looked the like of his, history. And James Harden looked like this was like, wow, this guy almost won the MVP. And this is going to be his scarlet letter. The fact that hopefully he no-showed this game. And then on top <laughs> of it, didn't cheer for his teammates. And hopefully that's the last curse of, of Donald Sterling on the Clippers franchise. Hopefully that, that loss. Um, helped them exercise a final demon. It, it was it walking out of there was so sad. They 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 lost by like ten. They were up by like twenty something, and they ended up losing by ten. And like we we're leaving that last minute, and all the Clipper fans, you know, a lot of them know who I was because I'm on T. I was on TV once upon a time, and uh, <laughs> once upon a time they were devastated, and they're looking at me like we're never going to win, are we? You know, I'm walking up the aisle, and they're like. Bill, what do we do? What, what just happened? Like, it, it was like watching an entire team get hit by a car. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway. Well, hopefully you um, have some time to sit down with a pen and write 6,000 words on it. And I think I just point. did. I think that's as close as you're getting from a call for me. <laughs> I'm like Kornheiser. My fingers don't work anymore. Uh, uh, Northwest, OKC minus 5,000. Jazz plus 1,200. Everyone else sucks. What? So unless okay, you think the Jazz can finish. 5,000? Yeah, I know. Uh, that's a kind of a stay away. <laughs> it is. I, I we, mean. We should remind if, everyone. If, oh, God. If you re- repeat um, last season, right? If, yeah. if, if you simply um, have the exact same, you know, bad turn of events for OKC. It's, it's still 45 it's, wins. It's still 45 wins. And that, that, that should be enough to win that division, right? Um, I don't mean to be a wet blanket with OKC because it, it looks like they're locked and loaded. Um, Kevin Durant broke his foot three times last year. Or he had three surgeries on his foot, so I guess he broke it twice. Or three times, I don't know. He had three surgeries. Right? It happened. Three surgeries. I need to see him play 25 games in a row 
before I'm looking at a minus 5,000 division title line. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, that line well, I mean, seems right. high. It's an obvious stay away. The Pacific is the Warriors are minus 220 and the Clips are plus 180. I think that's a stay away. They, I, those I, odds I, are yeah. right. I don't, I don't think they're worth betting. I agree. Um, Joe House. Hey. We covered everything. You you kept your third person mentions to a minimum. <laughs> I only talked about Big Al a couple times. He does hook me up though, and he's my super contest partner. Three one and one last week in the super contest. Yeah, what's your record now for super contest? Uh, well, we lost last night. Oh, well, um, you, it, was, it was a really low. It was a, it, it was out of pick'em in the super contest. Yes, you, we're stupid. How are you an NFL expert? You pick Ryan Mallett. So dumb. So um, dumb. Yeah. All right, Joe House, every Friday we're doing this, and if you missed Sal on Wednesday, Chuck Klosterman on Thursday, check that out on BillSimmonsPodcast.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. My feelings were hurt today. This American Life passed us for the number one spot. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now it's on you. Now it's on the listeners. You got to get that number one spot back from me. You know how competitive I am. Uh, you should offer them some lobster tempura. I... <laughs> Uh, thanks again to today's sponsor, Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash BS and using code BS. Um, you spend a third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper.com BS. And this episode was also brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. And see if you can build a better one than Joe House. I can't wait for your Squarespace site. Uh, enter co- offer code BS at checkout to get 10% off Squarespace. Build it beautiful. That's it. Thanks to HBO for letting me do this. Thanks to Joe House. Enjoy the weekend.